Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, we are back. I am your co-host, J-Love, Javon Adams, alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is a veteran of the NFL, also played over in NFL Europe as well, but also is a former professional baseball player, so he is a jack-of-all-trades, a master of many. How you living, man? Man, it's good to be back at it, man. I'll, we get moved past some of this stuff, but good to be talking about these uh, Arizona Cardinals, and hope we got a season to, to get prepared for here. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a little bit since we were last, since we last cracked the mics. And so a lot has been going on. So since since the uh, we know the playoffs a lot. went through, That's an understatement. <laughs> yes, very much so. So a lot. Of, so COVID nineteen we know has gripped not only sports but the but the United States and the world. It is a pandemic, and you've probably heard that ad nauseum. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. We are, of course, a Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals baseball show. So we talk about the Cardinals. Uh, we break it down a little bit differently. We know that there are other shows that will that will break down in terms of did he run the hook route? Did he do do the comeback? So we try to take a, a little bit of a, a different uh, a different uh, uh, take on that. And so my partner, former NFL player, as I mentioned, he played uh, the the tight end position. Uh, he was a lot more. He was a lot. He was a lot more attractive and a lot more, <laughs> and a lot a more skinnier spelt. back in the day. <laughs> no, but so so this week I want to bring. I want to talk a little bit about COVID nineteen and what your thoughts on that are, Ed. And then also I want to get your thoughts as we're leaking. One of the things that's been happening with the Arizona Cardinals that a lot of there's been a lot of praise. People are trying to find that team that might go from last to first, and this is uh, an off season like like unlike any other. So they're, they're, they're picking the Cardinals in a lot of different ways, trying to maybe uh, be the first one to say that, that Kyler Murray is going to, to make jumps by all these leaps and bounds and, and really show exponential growth. So I want to get your thoughts on maybe two, three, or four uh, Cardinal players that you think are, are very imperative if the Cardinals are going to have a successful season. And then last, I want to get your thoughts on the draft pick, and he might be somebody that we talk about before then, but Isaiah Simmons. So we know that, uh, so high high draft pick, want to get your thoughts on that, and then a little bit of potpourri, so to speak, and, and just kind of leave it off with that. So that having been said, COVID-19, what I want your thoughts first on what was the most – what was the most chaotic off season that you ever had in your playing days? And then I want you to talk about maybe if you were playing now, um, some of how 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 standoffish, how nervous, if you would be, uh, if you're a 22, 23 year old uh, getting ready to get into the NFL, those those types of things. So, what was the most tumultuous off season that you had when you were playing? Man, I tell you what, Jay. Um... I experienced nothing like this in my entire career. You know, obviously this is something new for all of us. Uh, as far as my off-seasons, you know, the most, I guess, turmoil I had was those off-seasons where I was a free agent and had to either put off a 
vacation or something like that because I had to make sure I was on call and ready to go for a workout when my agent contacted me. So I was basically on call, you know, getting ready to fly here, fly there, make sure I had a contract signed leading into the, uh, you know, the off-season workouts and stuff like that. Uh, for the players now... And so for the players now, you said what what would they have to kind of go through as you were as you were saying? Oh yeah, the, you know it's the the whole this virtual workouts. You know, staying uh, six feet from your teammates. You know, even when you did get together, you know, when they eventually open up facilities and stuff like that. The lack of off season continuity, if you want to, you know, call it. Uh, you know, being able to sit in a uh, after an OTA or a training camp um, or mini camps, I should call them being able to sit with your coach and get in the playbook and things like that. Those are all the things that I would, you know, you know, as much as I jumped around and had to learn different playbooks and stuff like that, Jay, I couldn't imagine all of a sudden we're going to get together in a few weeks and we're just going to go just start out, you know, just run at it raw. And I'm pretty sure there have been some protocols in terms of trying to get information to the players and with all the technology, maybe they've had stuff loaded up to their little iPads and stuff like that so they can be in the books. But I'm guaranteeing there's nothing like being at the facility every day, you know, working with your coaches, uh, you know, getting the terminology and different things down. So for me, that would be just totally chaotic and something that I don't even know how these players are going to handle it, you know, coming right out of the box if training camps open up when they're supposed to in a few weeks here. Now, along those lines, when you're thinking about the acquisitions that the Cardinals have made, so most notably DeAndre Hopkins. And so he's on the team, and you have him trying to get used to new teammates and getting used to uh, a new playbook, et cetera. You have the, the second year, just the second year coach that maybe started to install uh, in, in Kingsbury that started to install what he wanted to do. And then, of course, with uh, with what is advanced, uh, I always miss his name up, Vance Joseph. Anyway, yeah, the coach on defensive, defensive coordinator. Yes, defensive coordinator. Yeah. So uh, when, when we're talking about him and trying to install his defense and you have these players that are trying to get used to it, it's – there's there's no – there has been no uh, um, OTAs. Mm-hmm. There were virtual things. I mean, you can only do so much when you're trying to make sure somebody's working out. But you can't you can't be right in front of them to grab their face mask, so to speak, and really get in their face. And now when you're going to be, there's still some uncertain. there's a lot of uncertainty as you're trying to navigate this. There, Major League Soccer has, has come back. Uh, we know that that uh, uh, NASCAR is back. Mm-hmm. Overseas, there, we know that golf is back yet yeah, to, to that point. And there are sports that are coming back. And so hopefully the NFL and even the Cardinals more specifically are trying to take notes to be able to try to implement some of these things. But um, it, it just seems that, that the the fans would want the want what the fans want, so they don't care. They just want football. But there has to be that hesitancy. There has to be that hesitation if you're a player. But you're a player trying to make this money, and you and you on the. I think you've mentioned on our radio show that you were the one that you were on the fringe oftentimes. So you had to do whatever you had to do. So if they said that you had to do X Y Z, then you're going to do it because you know that you don't have that voice. Your voice doesn't carry as as much. And I think it might put some of these players in, in odd predicaments and odd situations. Well, you know, football is a unique sport compared to all others in the fact and the matter that it's the total team sport with a total roster. You're talking about 53 guys, you know, on an active roster, and I think they might even be bumping it up. But, you, you know, you compare that 
to baseball, which is nine dudes on the field at the same time, max roster of 25. But it's still an individual game. Guys are spread out. You know, they don't have much contact with each other anyway. Uh, basketball is a roster of, what, 15? And basketball is a universal sport. I mean, I know they run sets and stuff like that. Right. What goes into prepara- preparation for a football season yeah. with this, these type of limitations one, if, and I, I keep saying if because we just, we really don't know yet until we get further along this road, if they're going to be able to, pull, be able to pull it off. So you're going to have a whole bunch of protocols and, you know, what happens if these guys get sick and this number and, you know, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But as far as like the overall, uh, I guess, play on the field and what we're going to see initially, if there is a season, man, you better get ready for something. For, you, 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 you can, uh, can, uh, you know this right here because you have two boys. Yes. You remember when they were younger, younger, and like peewee football? Yes. And, you know, seven, eight, nine, it just looked like they was just running around out there. <laughs> you know, and it's like everybody's like, dog, everybody's just running one direction. There was no fluidity to it, no nothing. But they were little tiny tykes, right? Right, right. The beginning of the season is going to look a lot like that because you're going to have rookies trying to incorporate themselves into these. And here's another thing. We didn't get to this. Okay. They're talking about eliminating the preseason. Now, down to two, maybe down to zero, possibly. Yes. Now, that, to me, the first thing I think about are those fringe players that make the team. And they and I've heard the argument, and so I'm going to throw this out to you, where they say it's only maybe two or three players mm-hmm. that might make the team. You multiply two or three times, you know, 30 teams. And then so there, there are a lot of teams. I mean, it's when you compare that to the number of players that are in the league, that's not a big percentage. But you don't know what you have until, until you're – taking live bullets to some extent. I know it's the it's the preseason so the the starting quarterback not might not play at all or might get just a, a series or two within we know that the game 3 was typically the big dress rehearsal that that type of thing. But that puts a lot more of the onus on what the maybe the scouting and maybe the the coaches to make sure that they're finding those diamonds in the rough or really seeing who they have on their team. They signed XYZ player XY or drafted XYZ player and this player in all the scrimmages or, or the practices really doesn't seem like he has it. We have to maybe release him. There's more of an onus on the coaches. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Even the most minimal of players on a football roster have to be prepared and you have to know what you have because you know as much football as we watch at any given time, somebody, one, could be called into action. And then the other thing is you just, like I said, it's just a necessity of, of, of the attrition on a football during a football season, especially – Got, I know we keep throwing these caveats out there, but now, in addition to injury, you also got to be ready for Corona. Yeah, because Corona could take three or four guys off of your roster, not just for a for two weeks. Yeah. You know, your starting quarterback, your starting tight end, your starting whatever you want to say, throw that position on in. A, all of a sudden, now he's down for two weeks because of Corona. So now you it's even more imperative that you have guys ready to go, mm-hmm. and. I don't even know how you do it, for one, because if one, my, my philosophy, if one gets it, a whole bunch are going to eventually get it. It's right. like the flu. And right now, when I, and I, when, I, when I played, we had protocol back then. When we got the flu, flu season, okay. every one of us was mandated, hey, you got to get a flu shot. I don't care if you don't want it. Or you, every one of us had to get a flu shot. That was to protect the herd, right? Right. There's no corona shot right now. True. There's no corona uh, you know, cure right now. Yeah. So it's one thing, like I said, you can check against the flu, everybody gets a shot, might get sick for a couple of days, but when we move on, you know, it doesn't spread through. With Rona, man, I mean, Rona's just waiting. 
He, you know, he in the back hall just, I'm going to get all y'all. You know, <laughs> but so. we, then if you, again, if you look at, and I want to transition to some of those players that you think uh, that, that may, that need to really step up or really have maybe uh, play, play outside of, play out of their minds to have a, to, for the Cardinals to have a really good season. But before that, when you look at, for example, overseas, when you look at some of the, the La Ligas or so the, some of the mm-hmm. soccer, soccer leagues, and they've been able to start and finish successfully. And they, I know that they're not tackling each other. I know that, but they're playing. There are a lot of guys on the team, and they're playing in somewhat close proximity. They they like the distance, depending on the type of defense, I guess you, you play, know the whatever difference? that might be. I don't What's mean to cut difference? you off. You want to know yeah, the difference? Go ahead, go ahead, man. It's their country. It's not just their sports teams. No. It's their country that has put things in place, gotcha. restrictions, um, you know, ex- all the things that they've done. On a whole, right. we still here in the states. We got fifty states, all doing fifty different things. <laughs> true, true. And people still traveling. People getting to, you know Fourth of July uh, on the beaches. Doing the, we, that is our problem. We we've just decided one. We're not going to take this serious. But hey, you do your thing. We're going to do ours over here. Yeah. You know, you, you had your business with. And what's happened? We've spiked out here in Arizona, yeah. Florida. You know, run down the list of the states. Yeah. And and here's another interesting thing. And I'm we we like to stay on sports and everything. I was just watching something the other day. I think it was 60 Minutes or whatever. The state, the, the state, the country of Canada. Yeah. They are thriving right now, meaning because they put things in place. Their healthcare system, you know, is already better than ours because everybody gets free healthcare. You know, right, right. But they literally put things in place and stop this thing at the root and I'm not saying they're corona free but they are doing a whole lot better than we are down here because of our nature and you know you're not going to take this away for the fact I could run off on a tangent the fact that people still don't want to wear a mask and argue about that I'm like it blows my mind right. so that's neither here nor there but like I said but that that's why it's, it's not about our sports Jay it's about our country that hasn't handled this properly that's why you're watching other countries not not necessarily thrive, but they've got a lid on it, and they're still kind of in control, and that's why they can do certain things with their sports uh, teams and events. So we believe in the Arizona Cardinals, Ed Smith and Javon Adams. So the so let's let's pretend in a world far far away that there is a football season. Okay, and so so we do uh, we are able to 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 watch the Arizona Cardinals play. So last last year, slight improvement, <laughs> but but. <laughs> The, the thing is, so in order for the Arizona Cardinals to take that next step, whether it's to be a playoff contender or whether it's to get into the playoffs, who are maybe three or four players that you think really need to, that the Cardinals, that really need to play above what they're able to do or really have some exponential growth in order to do that? Do you have a couple of, in mind? I, you know, it's going to sound really boring when I mention these players because it's ca- being captain obvious here. Okay. Um, first off, Kyler Murray, yeah, you know he doesn't have the advantages of having a full off season. Obviously, thing with everything going on, but obviously he's the leader of the team. It's going to be up to him to you know lead this offense. And I think he took a big step with the workouts in Texas and stuff like that. Whether they were smart or not, we'll see. Right. But you know he is the one that he's the glue that's going to bring it all together. Everybody has to like kind of attach themselves to him on the offensive offensive side of the ball. The other thing, real quick. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. he's going to be the, the 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 lid. He's going to be the one who takes the lid off the the the, the, the jar. Okay. Meaning, if if you can't hit him deep, then you don't need to be playing football. But the counter to that, so DeAndre Hopkins isn't he more Larry Fitzgerald 
than say a burner. And what I mean yeah, yeah. in terms of he, mm-hmm. he he's not somebody that's going to beat you necessarily down the field. We have to have some of these other wide receivers that they drafted last season maybe step up to be able some of those speed wide receivers that not only can just run down and maybe catch yeah. a ball or two to keep kind of keep the defense all well, on his but. catch radius is unbelievable. Right. And he, he reminds me of a Jerry Rice. I'm not calling him Jerry Rice. I'm saying right. he reminds me of Jerry Rice where Jerry wasn't a burner. Yeah. How many times you see Jerry either run by somebody or you looked up and was like, how do you get, how do you, you know, break mm-hmm. the seal there, you know, over the top. And then, like I said, with his hands, you know, and then what, what, and there'll be instances where I'm not gonna call him a decoy, but if you have to double him, yeah. That means there's a whole lot of stuff going on underneath that you can exploit. Yeah. So for me, it's DeAndre Hopkins, and then on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, once again, Cap, Captain Obvious, Patrick Peterson, you know, uh, please step up. Um, you know, <laughs> we, you know, contract pays, pays, year, pays contract Patrick year. Peterson. So, so yeah. he's he stands to <laughs> yeah. be very motivated in a lot of different ways, especially this, when people. If if you have <laughs> a, commas and zeros aside. If you have that pride in in your play, in your high level of play to this to to this point, last year being one of those that was, he's had a couple of seasons. So one, I think it was the season when uh, he was diagnosed with that when he found out he, uh, diabetes mm-hmm. or whatever that was. So that type of health thing, and then last season because of because we know that he did some things with uh, with performance enhancing, yeah. trying, using a masking agent. So he should stand to come back with a vengeance. You would imagine. Well, this is, you know, you get to, what's that thing, the once is something, something, twice yeah. is, you know, yeah. a trend or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. we're at the point where a lot of people are questioning his leadership and motivation. Right. And if nothing else, this would be a, a year to eat. And obviously he's a little hamstrung because of the corona and stuff like that. But this would be a year when they finally come back together. There should be zero question that he, one, is there to play, and he's there to lead as well. Right. It was one thing to be a player on the field. It's another to be both player and leader in the in the locker room and stuff like that. So that's what I would like to see from him. Okay, so you said Kyler Murray. You said Hopkins. You said Hopkins. You like said I said, Kyler. We, as we get further into the season, we see some of these you know, younger players or guys that maybe didn't perform as well last year. We'll have more of an idea with some you know different scouting reports and stuff like that on some of the other – uh, factors, but for me, that those three guys are the ones that I'm looking at to see what is going on. I can't disagree with that, but here's here maybe some uh, here are the 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 ones that I was thinking for that fourth slot. Mm-hmm. Maybe looking at Chandler Jones. Oh yeah, he has a high level of consistency, high level. So the thing here's here's one of the things, and he's been performing at a high level even when the Cardinals were mm-hmm. were on the on a decline, right, and. We need him to still play at that high level in order to be able to take the next step. Yeah. It's because if he takes a step back, then when you think of what he means to it, it, the double teams that come his way that, that open it up for other players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that – so that was one that I thought of. The other was King and Drake. Oh, yeah. Drake. So when you think of King and Drake, <laughs> because he's – the running game, depending on what Kingsbury does, last season, one of the, and I think we pointed this out many times, that as the season wore on, 
you saw him run the ball more. You saw him go from the what are the, the the ten personnel instead. Yeah. So he was able to do some different things, incorporate the tight end to be able to do that, to be able to to take advantage of the strengths of his team, which any good coach should do, whether mm-hmm. regardless of what the sport is or regardless of what industry you're in. You put the people that you have, use the the people that you have, and put them in the best position possible. So Drake is going to be, and he had what I think it was four plus yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, during when he said once he joined the team, so I think him continuing to how can you improve upon four plus yards of carry? Make sure you do it all season, yeah. And every time that you get the rock, I think that's going to be important as well because we know that the the previous running back is no longer here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention him too because now Drake can do his thing without. And, and you know, people will say, "Well, you know, yeah, we worked great together," and uh, but you with with David Johnson being there. And not necessarily peeking over his shoulder, but obviously a little disgruntled and stuff like that. I guarantee you within their meeting rooms, there's a little bit of tension. And now that David is gone, Drake can say, I'm the man here. Use me. Let's get this going. So you, that's a great uh, pick as far as uh, Drake as well. Yeah. So here's somebody that could have been mentioned in this, but he doesn't have a proven track record yet. So when we talk about the, the Arizona Cardinals, one of the things that is still amazing how with DeAndre Hopkins, how they were able to get – to, to get the draft picks, to not have to give up the house in order mm-hmm. to, to get rid of Johnson, but also to get Hopkins. But with with their with their first round pick, they got Isaiah Simmons, uh, kind of a, a Swiss Army knife of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that he can maybe guard a tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hoping that he can do a lot of different things. When with your thoughts on that draft pick and maybe what your expectations are for him, and because I'll say this. I think that you shouldn't set the ceiling too high for him because he's a rookie no matter yeah. what, and he hasn't been given the time to be able to ingratiate himself or really get to know his coaches and his coaches be able to understand what he can do. I'm not going to lie, bro. We talked about this all through the, you know, leading up to the draft and what I thought they should do, and then they go out and they get Isaiah Simmons. And, okay, I, uh, I'm not going to argue with you now. You already did it. What <laughs> right. can I say? But for me – I I still would have gone with offensive linemen to make sure I protect my prize possession, my quarterback, yeah. uh, especially now. Think about this. You're going to have offensive linemen who have not been able to sit, even have a, a meal together over the last few weeks and months. Yeah. And you're going to expect them to go out there and do this real quick in training camp and get together. Now, even if you bought a great rookie run lineman in here, he would be facing the same thing. But I'm looking long-term future. Right. I would have went that route. Uh, that being said, I, there are so many ways I think they can use Isaiah Simmons. It's going to be a matter of how quickly can a rookie with no offseason, no workouts, no OTAs, no nothing, not even being able to be in the facility, not just how he can learn your offense and everything, how soon can he learn how to be a professional football player in the NFL? Mm-hmm. That's you, not it's, it's different. Bro, you you it, ain't in college no more. Bro. You got yeah. Real quick, Ooh. I went from playing professional baseball to going over to Europe and playing, you know, yeah. and I was like, man, you know, I got this. This is pretty good, you know. Yeah. And I came back here from Europe, and two weeks later was when my first NFL training camp. Boy, I was like, ooh, somebody turned up and died. <laughs> this is, and bruh. And right. I was at the time, the crazy part, I was a mature 26-year-old, yeah. you know, because of my all my years of baseball. And, man, my head was swimming. I was underwater. Right. And, it, you know, if it not for being the age I was – you know, it probably would have stunted my growth because I'd been through so much. I was able to kind of adapt a little quicker. But 
with no OTA, like I said, you go back through all the things that he's missing out on to come in here, have to, like I said, try to figure out how to be a professional amidst this chaos and pandemic, and then how to play football on the field, the mistakes he's going to make. And the thing that people don't realize about professional sports, at what, you know, you go from level to level to level. Yeah. When you're in high school, you're the big fist. Yeah. You dominate. You go to college, the pool gets a whole lot bigger. And there's a whole lot of fish as big as you, and if you don't watch yourself, you might get, you know, eaten up. Yeah. And even some of the smaller fish could get you, right? <laughs> right. You get to, like, upper levels of professional sports, like in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Dog, every fish, is a, every fish is a shark. Is a fish a shark? I think a fish is a shark, right? Be. Whatever yeah, it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. is something. Every one of them is a shark because now you're the best of the best of the best. Yeah. So now you have to deal with failure and not, you know, I remember – you know, when I was younger, matching up with dudes, you know, I got pictures. I'm like, he actually thought he was going to tackle me? You know, that type of thing. Then you get to those upper levels, and you're like, how the heck am I going to block this dude? I mean, so yeah, yeah. along with physical development, you have to have that mental development as well, where you have to accept failure a whole lot and realize it's part of your everyday life now. But you're going to get better. You're going, But these are the things, like I say, he hasn't been able to be around it to even get incorporated to it. So that right yeah. there, for all the rookies coming this year, that's another thing they're going to have to battle and, and uh, deal with. So as we wrap this up, one my little potpourri thing, and I think that we'll be probably talking a lot about, the, the offensive side of the ball has been getting a whole lot of kudos. Mm-hmm. So you never know how people are going to – my thing is how are people – because it, I don't – and you tell me, because you've been in the locker rooms, you've been in the clubhouses, where when you hear about – when you read your press, mm-hmm. you hear those positive things, and it makes you. Does it make you? It can either motivate you, or it can make you kind of peacock a little bit. And so I'm curious to see how how the players, how the Kyler Murrays of the world, and we got some indication that maybe he's taking it and trying to to, to fuel himself yeah. to be the best he can be. But it's going to be interesting as a lot of these pundits are saying this offense in the second year is going to is going to grow by leaps and bounds, et cetera, et cetera. That's my kind of thing that I'm probably going to be watching. What's yours? If the Arizona Cardinals uh, uh, coaching staff is smart and whatever type of correspondence they've been having with the guys, they should remind them every day about the division that they're in. Mm. And every team, they're as good as everybody thinks that the Cardinals might be, and they start, you know, you walk around smelling your musk and all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yes, you know, sir. and, you know, you start putting a chest out there and stuff like that. You can still be the fourth best team in your own, in this division alone, just because of what, you know, San Francisco, huh? I mean, they made yeah. themselves better and got the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, I mean, we all expect them to pretty much probably at least bounce back. You know, Seattle's going to be Seattle. So all this, you know, if they're smart, these dudes are not looking at press clippings in off season. Oh, the Cardinals are going to be this. The Cardinals are going to be that. Because I mean, they could come out and get their heads bashed in yeah. uh, real easy. And like I said, a smart. Uh, I would rather. And it's interesting. You, you know, I would rather come into a season being the underdog. Because then you can really, as a coach, you can yeah. really use that. Use that. Yeah. yeah. And was it over uh, over under under promise over yeah. That's the the motto I would deal with if I was trying to talk to these players. But, you know, like I said, they'll they'll get here and whatever type of season we get to, to see, you know, I'm pretty sure they'll be reminded very early. We ain't done nothing yet. Yeah. And we got a long way to go. And they probably, you know, they need to set some goals. And who knows, this first, this goal with this type of offseason they're dealing with, it might be, look, fellas, if we get, 
you know, we just want to be more competitive each game. We're not necessarily now. Coach will never tell you that right. we're not going. We, they think we should be every team should be sixteen and zero. But hey, that's not because you remember two years ago when we were talking on the show all the time. We were just like, man, right. every week they were just getting drubbed. It was yes. just, and then last year you actually saw signs of they started learning how to win the first half, but couldn't figure out how to win the game. You right. know, so it was like they were taking baby steps. Walk. What was it? Crawl, walk, run. Right. So let's let's get to the let's get to the walk part before we start <laughs> running them to the Super Bowl uh, this year. Right, exactly. So <laughs> this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We appreciate y'all for checking in and listening. On behalf of my partner and my co-host, the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We'll do this every week from this point on, so we're going to get back in our rhythm. This is our little preseason. This is our training camp, our OTA. <laughs> so that's how we do it. So, again, uh, until next time, we're going to catch y'all. Are you kidding? And be easy out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.